we picked this theme, fight, uh, months ago. You know, we plan months in advance and, and, and lead up to that and get the teams focused in. Um, little did we know that, that fighting would be a very dominant theme, perhaps bulging um, around the world right now, this, this very moment. Uh, you know, you, you just uh, turn on any news uh, program, pull up any news feed on your tablet or whatever, and, uh, you know, it's, just, it's a dominant, dominant theme in our world today. Um, and it's a tragedy. It, it's one of the things that, I guess, on the one hand, it, it ought to remind us just how incredibly blessed we are that we get to live in Australia, which, for the most part, and certainly by way of comparison, is a, is a peaceable nation to live in. Uh, and on the other hand, remind us that because we're so blessed, that we have a responsibility and Things like Elevate Global are about that, are about taking the blessings that we enjoy uh, unapologetically and taking some of them and, and, and trying to actually uh, write some stuff that's happening around the world. Whilst it seems to be something of a bulge in the level of conflict around the world, um, it's actually something of a reminder that fighting is hardwired into every one of us. That, that, that actually one of the things that God says he is, is, is he describes himself as a warrior, as a fighter. Um, and we're created in God's image. So if we're created in God's image, there's, there's something in us, there's something baked into our DNA that, that, that is a fighter. Um, the question isn't necessarily whether or not we fight. The question comes down to, and we'll talk about this, what fights we pick. Right now, of the 195 countries on the planet, there are only 11 that are not involved in some form of conflict. It's a staggering statistic. Further reminding us that, that, that fighting, it, it's, 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 it kind of seeps out of us. You know, it's... it's it's, it's natural. It's normal. We're created for it. Um, and, and I think one of the mistakes that we make is that with, with this kind of uh, overarching desire for peace at all times, that we don't fight ever. Some, some of us don't fight ever. And by the way, guys, uh, Mortal Kombat on your PlayStation doesn't count in uh, the things that we're meant to fight with or fight for. But we're created to fight, and so rather than, 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 than overcorrect and make the mistake of never picking a fight, I think there are some fights that we're meant to pick, but another mistake that we can make is, okay, yeah, recognize that there's some fights we're meant to fight, but actually the mistake we can make is to pick the wrong fights, and we see this all the time from domestic through to international levels. You can Google anytime you want, and you'll find that the level of domestic violence is on the increase. Um, it's always been a thing, but it's on the increase. You know, well, that, that's, that's fighting, but it's the wrong fight to pick. You'll see, as you look around, an increase um, in people pursuing wealth, which in and of itself isn't evil, but it's evil if you do that at the expense of relationships. And, and, and some of you will know people, and I certainly know people, 
who aren't cheating on their spouse with another woman. They're cheating on their spouse with their job. And they don't spend the time and give the attention to their spouse and to their kids that their kids deserve. It's a form of cheating. And we should call it out and not fight for wealth at the expense of relationship. I see people fighting for more stuff and making that an end goal. More stuff, more stuff, more stuff. And we need more storage and bigger garages and koala storage off-site because our garage is full and, and, and we don't even use a lot of this stuff. You know, our, oh, if only we had more cupboard space in our kitchens, we could fit more stuff. Well, do an audit of your kitchen. I guarantee there's appliances that you haven't used in maybe a few years in there. And I'm not hating on anybody, but just to say that, that they don't fight for more stuff is, is a fight that's actually not a fight that we're meant to pick. And my encouragement to us today is to pick our battles. Don't not fight, but don't pick the wrong fights. That somewhere in the middle, there is a bandwidth of stuff worth fighting for. Stuff that God, who's hardwired us to be warriors, we're meant to fight in certain situations, but we're meant to pick our battles. There's a certain wisdom that comes in knowing what things to, when to, to turn the other cheek and when to throw a punch. And I want to talk just for the last few minutes we got this morning on what are some of the things that we're meant to actually fight for? What are the things we're meant to throw a punch on? And uh, look, this is in no particular order. And by the way, you know, we could spend months on this because there's a ton of stuff that's worth fighting for. I just pick out a few highlights. I think marriages is way up at the top of the list. Strong marriages equal strong families. Strong marriages equal strong neighborhoods. Strong marriages equal strong workplaces. Strong, healthy, vibrant, flourishing marriages are worth fighting for. Your wedding day was not meant to be the high point. It was meant to be the starting point of building a strong and a flourishing marriage. Understanding that, that when we say I do, that from that day forward, we're meant, we commit to fighting for each other, not with each other. Knowing that we're on the same team and we're meant to join arms together and throw punches at some other stuff. Defend one another. Honor one another. Hold one another up. Marriage is worth fighting for. Kids, our kids are worth fighting for. Teaching them wisdom. Teaching them right from wrong. Teaching them how to grow. Teaching them how to value things like money and relationships. Teaching them to follow Jesus. Teaching them uh, how, to, how to live in health. You know, and I'm not going to get on some Jenny Craig promo slot here, by the way. But uh, the current generation of kids are the first generation in the last 200 years that are forecast to die younger than their parents. Because of escalation of poor health. Well, that's not kids' fault. Kids eat what they're given. Our responsibility is to, is to steward their health so they actually live longer than us, not shorter than us. Um, teach them to value other people, value relationships. Last week, there's a new nail polish that was just released into the market. I know a lot of things. I, 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 the level of stuff that I have in my brain is, is staggering. Lou will tell you, he's like, I knew that you would know that. Yes, I do. What's interesting about this nail polish, and actually what's, uh, what's uh, disturbing about this nail polish, is that it, the, 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 uh, the, the trick is that um, when you 
have you, you know, if you have it applied, when you dip it in a drink, it will show you whether somebody's spiked your drink with a date rape drug. We live in a world that even needs that nail polish. Do you understand? We need to teach our sons how to, how to treat women. We need to teach our women, our girls, how to stand up and treat, be treated like they deserve. And, you know, I'm not going to get on some kind of gender thing here, but I will say this. Uh, I think men and women on certain things are different in function, but they're no different in value. And we need to teach our kids that, you know. We need to fight for financial freedom. Let me, let me throw a few statistics your way. Australian credit card debt is currently $49 billion currently, and it's forecast to top $52 billion by the end of this year. Credit card debt, credit card balance. That's doubled the amount in 2004. So just in the last 10 years, the level of total credit card debt in, in our nation has doubled just in the last... 10 years. The average balance in Western Australia is higher than every other state in Australia. I don't know why, but it is. The average credit card balance, not the average household credit card balance, just the average per card balance in Western Australia is $4,000. Now I say that and some of you go, $4,000, wow, how can people have that much debt? And then others of you are thinking, Flip, only $4,000. The number of bankruptcies in Australia has increased by nearly 4% in the last 12 months. People actually having to tap out and say, this has overtaken us and we can't turn this ship around. There's a huge amount of stress that comes with that. There is a huge generational pattern that can be passed on and taught. Oh, credit card debt's normal. No, it's not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. Financial freedom is actually normal, though, sadly, it's not common. And our kids notice. And one of the things that, that, that I'm strongly committed to is encouraging people to, finan- to, to, to manage their finances the way that God intended, not the way that Visa and MasterCard intended. And I'm not against people having a Visa or a MasterCard, but I am certainly against a Visa or a MasterCard having you. And is your Visa card your servant or your master? People that declared bankruptcy, it's their master. And they've literally had to say, I got nothing. And there are, you, you know, you'll all be in different places on the spectrum. I know some of you are already living debt free. I know that. I know, and, and, and I know some of you are actually, you've got a level of debt and you're chipping away at that. But I'd say probably in this group, there'd be some of you that it's a problem. And just the, even the thought of financial freedom uh, seems so far out of your reach that you're not even entertaining taking up the fight to go there. And I share that with you because that's been Louisa's and my story. Uh, about five years ago, I lost a job. I was out of work for about 12 months. 
And certain times in that 12-month period, we had to choose between fuel and groceries, which is fine. But then there were some weeks where we, didn't, we needed, both, needed both fuel and groceries. And I use that kind of literally, but it's also a broader metaphor uh, to the fact that we um, accumulated more credit card debt than we, than we would have otherwise had I not lost my job. We'd signed up uh, to, a, um, uh, to purchase some furniture on a... Um, uh, you know, pay it, buy it now and pay it off in, in 50 months interest-free period, which when you've got good income and a solid income and an and a, and a, and a income that you don't stand any chance of losing, maybe that's an okay thing to do. I'm not, I'm not giving financial advice here. But we went and we signed up for that. And then shortly after uh, I, I lost my job, well, it might be interest-free, but it's not payment-free. Those people still want their money, right? Um, this uh, last winter... Uh, and we've been chipping away uh, at, at getting ourselves out of, a, of what was a pretty deep financial hole. Just last winter, uh, Louisa has, has our car, uh, the, the family car, and, um, and uh, Baden uh, noticed that the, the tires, it was winter, the tires were down to the, the metal uh, mesh, right? And I've Googled that and, and discovered that the mesh doesn't grip the road quite as well as the rubber. I did have to Google it, yeah. And uh, Baden told me that, but you got to, if it's on the internet, it's true. So. Um, and so we didn't have money for new tires, but I wasn't prepared to let Louis drive around in the wintertime on, on steel on bitumen, you know. So we, we had to take out a, a credit card, uh, interest-free credit card. We paid off within six months, so we bought $900 of tires, and you know, they weren't the top tires you can buy. They were kind of like, and, and by the way, this isn't a, a what was me story. Okay? You don't have to come up and give me a group hug right now. I'm telling you that I'm, I'm speaking with you now, talking about fighting for financial freedom from the perspective of two people who are fighting for financial freedom. And uh, I'll tell you what happened. We entered this financial year. Financial year starts the 1st of July. We entered this financial year with five credit cards, okay? various balances, five credit cards. And, uh, and we said, and we'd been chipping away. You know, all the balances had been going down, not up. And uh, we didn't even have cards for some of the accounts. We just had the accounts, you know, so we weren't even, you know, going past the swipe machine for most of them. But those of you that, that are in debt or those of you that have experienced being in debt, you know, you know that it's, it's actually difficult to get your head above water. Because the more debt you have, the more interest you get charged the more bank fees you get charged, the more late fees you get charged. And actually, it sometimes feels like two steps forward. You know, you make the payment, and, and, but three steps back. You know, if you only make the minimum payment, thankfully the government now has, has made a, a, a legal requirement on your credit card statement to, to tell us how long it's going to take us to pay the debt off a credit card if we only make the minimum payment. When you read that line, you know, that's an oh crap moment right there. You know, 25 years and you'll pay the total of, like, whoa, you know. But if you've got a lot of debt, sometimes you can only see yourself making the minimum payment. And then you see this massive amount and this incredible time frame and think, how are we ever going to get there? You know, some wise man once said, when you're nostril deep in something, even one ripple is life-threatening. When you're nostril deep in debt, just one ripple, one more unexpected bill, one more thing that breaks, one and... And so we declared war this financial year. Louis and I, we went fighting 
for financial freedom. And we actually made the, the commitment that we, to God that we were going to fight for financial freedom by the end of this year. So not financial year, just six months. And so we started this financial year with five credit cards, which is not a badge of honor. It's not like, you know, like collecting stamps. Um, and, the, and the debt that, that went with that, and we've, we've, we've already paid off three in the financial year so far, and we've got two to go, and we're making inroads. Again, that's not bragging. I'm just saying, for example, this is a fight worth fighting for. And uh, when you are financially free, guess what? You get to do whatever you want with your money because it's your money. It's not the bank's money. It's not MasterCard's money. There's a reason they call it MasterCard. It's your money. The, the economy can go up and down. Don't matter to you. You got your own money. Financial freedom. Money can start serving you and not you serving money. And that's true for all of us. And uh, I, I've very intentionally beaten the drum on this a bit as well because I know some of you, this is resonating. This, this you know, you want to believe that the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train coming the other way, that there's actually some possibility, there's some hope that you can get out and get through and, 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 and experience financial freedom. Well, we're not a financial um, advisory service, so you know, there's limitations on what we can share. Yet on the other hand, I think it would be irresponsible of us to just pump your tires up and get you motivated to be financially free without actually giving some further instruction of how to do that. And you might be surprised to learn that the Bible, God himself, has a lot to say about financial freedom. And so in two weeks' time, we're going to be having a, uh, running a three-week video teaching uh, series from a guy named Dave Ramsey. I'm going to show you a little promo of that in a second. Thumb, thumbs up, Sam. Hold that. Hold that. All right. Good boy. Um, let me give you the context, though. This guy, Dave Ramsey... He's uh, now a multi, 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 multi millionaire. He went bankrupt uh, at the age of 27 um, and turned things around, started a business on a, on a card table in his kitchen with his wife uh, as financial advisor. And uh, he now has a business, employs over 300 people. He, he has a daily talkback radio show in the US uh, that has 10 million listeners every single day. It's the third most listened to talkback radio show in any genre, just, just talkback radio. Third most listened to in, the, in, in America. And you don't get that unless you're talking stuff that helps people. And uh, so he's, he's a Christian guy. Uh, and uh, we're going to run a three-week um, video teaching from Dave Ramsey uh, on some of what God has to say about managing finances. Here's a little promo for you. I'm Dave Ramsey, and I'll be speaking in your church talking about God's ways to handle money. The five things you got to do that the Bible says in order to win. The five steps it takes to get out of debt. And the biggest money myth that's out there. And that has to do with giving and tithing in your local church. You don't want to miss this. It'll rock your world. So that's in two weeks' time. Okay, be here next week. We've got uh, Daniel Jaya, a friend of ours, communicating here next week. But two weeks' time, be here. Bring someone. All of you know someone that's nostril deep in debt and could, and could do with a little bit of leverage and instruction. So we're, we're running that to help uh, people that need that. But I'm aware that 
some of you feel probably this morning probably feel like you've had some fights picked against you and uh, or you've picked some fights but you you're losing and you're running out of running out of steam you got little fight in you some of you maybe you actually feeling like you're on the canvas right now and uh you know we can put boxing gloves up and i'm saying fight there's things worth fighting for and you're like you you you, you know barely got the energy to breathe um there's a guy named Samson. You know, Stewie, that's Samson, not Samsung, okay? Samson. Kind of famous guy, lived uh, many thousands of years ago. And he was, he was an Israelite, born into the nation of Israel. And at the time, the nation of, of Israel, Israel was, was, was considered God's chosen people at the time. The nation of Israel had, had, a, had an enemy, a mortal enemy, called the Philistines. Now, you maybe have heard of a guy named Goliath. Goliath was, was one of these Philistines. And, and the Philistines used to pick fights continually against the Israelites, pick on God's people. And uh, the Israelites got beaten up and beaten up and beaten up. People killed, women tortured, uh, homes destroyed, goods stolen by the Philistines. And it just went on and on and on and on. Wave after wave after wave of attack and oppression. And some of you may be feeling like that in some aspect of your world. Well, God tapped this uh, couple and said they'd give birth to a, a guy named Samson. And Samson was going to be uber, uber strong, like Rocky times a million, okay? Like indestructible, unbeatable. And his mission... The reason God created him, he, Samson's purpose in life was to punch back against the Philistines and take back what was stolen from the Israelites. And he went about that with, with, with incredible success. You read his story, it's like, yeah. And uh, yet one day, uh, Samson got a little distracted by a woman, of course, um, he got distracted. He lost sight of his mission. He lost sight of God. He lost sight of, of, of the very reason that he was put on this earth. And uh, in that moment, um, the woman, Delilah is her name, uh, cut his hair. And, and without, I haven't got time to give you the whole story. Uh, his hair was kind of a, a metaphor for his strength. And she cut his hair. And with that, he lost all his strength. And he was captured and, uh, and chained up. And sometimes, you know, when we disobey God, sometimes we, we come to our senses and we realize it and we think, oops. God forgives us, but it doesn't mean there is no consequences to our actions. And Samson was chained up and literally facing the consequences of his actions, about to be put to death. By this stage, he was, he was blind. And uh, literally helpless. And, and he just said, in that setting, captured by the Philistines, he was actually in a, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a, I don't know, not a temple, but his big robust building. And he was tied between two pillars, handcuffed, and thousands of Philistines in front of him, taunting him, you know, thinking that they've got their revenge on the fact that he'd been attacking them for all these years. And Samson just said these words to God. Master God, oh please, look on me again. 
Oh, please. Give me strength yet once more. And uh, as we wrap up things here this morning, I, I, I wonder if that's not a prayer that some of you should pray going out of here today. Some of you that feel like you've had a fight picked against you by some bully. Not even your fault, but you're left feeling helpless and weak. And Well, maybe, you know, you started a fight and, and, and you've run out of steam. And you're wondering if you, you know, if you can, you know it's a fight worth winning, but you're wondering if you could even kind of go another round. I reckon this is a great next step for you if you're feeling that way. Just to say to God, hey, look, I mean, God knows where you're at, okay? I have to explain. God, God, I'm in handcuffs and I'm in, God knew the situation and he knew why. He knows why. He knows why. But he's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And he wants to actually help you get out, win that fight, to win the battles that matter, matter most. It may be your, your marriage. It may be something to do with your kids. It may be finances. It may be health. Whatever it is. It may be a few things that have got you feeling like you're on the losing side or you're on the, the, the canvas. Please, God, strengthen me just one more. And you know, with Samson, God answered that prayer and gave him strength just one more. And he, he pulled down the pillars that he was chained to. And the whole uh, building fell on all of the Philistines. And it's said of that moment that he killed more Philistines in that one act than he had in his entire life combined. God, please strengthen me just one more to fight this battle. Strengthen me just one more to win. Sometimes you're just one round away from a win. Sometimes you're just one punch away from a win. If you've picked a battle that's worth fighting and you haven't yet won that battle, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you've heard this and I hope this is an encouragement to you. It's not meant to be me picking a fight with you. You stupid men, bloody weak, get off the mat and pick yourself. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I will, but I just need God to Strengthen me just one more. And that's our prayer for you today. I'm going to ask one more question and I'm going to hand over to Louis. Some of you, as a church, let me tell you as a church, the number one battle we fight, the number one thing that we pick a fight with is we, we don't pick a fight with people. You know, you won't see us with placards in front of the, 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 the brothel. Or, you know, I drive past three brothels on my way here. I mean, I, go, I keep moving, but I, every, <laughs> me and my little Vespa, you know, Morning, ladies. Morning. You know. Oh, Mark, good to see you. Off to church, are we? Yes. Busy night, was it? Oh, yes. Wonderful. You know. <laughs> uh, I, you won't see me with placards in front of them because my fight's not with them. My fight's with the devil. My fight's for their souls. Our fight as a church is with people that don't know Jesus. And uh, some of you may be here this morning here with us, which is fantastic. And yet, maybe you haven't actually connected with Jesus and uh, got your relationship right with him this idea of praying to a God that you're not even sure will, will hear you you know I think your next prayer just needs to be God are you real and if you're real I want to know you and uh, I want to have a relationship with you and I want to this God that these guys seem to be so jacked up about you know, I want a bit of that myself and we want to give you that opportunity to pray that prayer right now to, to make the decision right now to to say God 
If you're real, I want to know you. Maybe you, you've got a sense this morning that he is real. And you need to respond to that. You need to do something about that. It's, we, we, this isn't about whether you went to church. This is about whether you know God, whether you're in a relationship with him. So right now, those of you that have never made that decision, in a moment, I want you just to put your hand up and, 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 and make that decision this morning. Best Father's Day gift you can ever receive because it's actually God's gift to you, the gift of a relationship with him. In a moment, just put your hand up. When I see your hand, you can put it down and then we're just going to pray. We're going to pray with you. Just where you're seated, we're not going to kind of get around you. I'll just pray out the front. But pray this prayer with you, that God, we want a relationship with you. I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want to follow you. So if you're ready to pray that prayer, if you're ready to make that decision this morning, you've never made that decision before, just slip your hand up real quickly. And when I see your hand, you can put it down. And then we're going to pray. We don't want to finish without this, uh, giving you this opportunity. Uh, because we believe this is the most important fight you can win. Fight for a relationship with God. And this is the most important decision you will ever ever make in your life so just quickly i'll look around one more time if you've never made this decision to say god i want to follow you just put your hand up and then you can put it down 